You're listening to the All Sport Breakfast Podcast with Darcy Waltergrave from Newstalk ZB. As we look back at the fun and games yesterday at Hagley Oval, uh, Brian, welcome to the show. Always great to have you on. What a strange game that was. First up, how are you and, and what did you make of it in general? There's a lot of questions there, uh, Darcy. I'm, I'm great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> strange game. Well, it is T20 and they are strange games. And uh, it just proves once more that New Zealand is not a one-man team. They don't rely on one individual, although that one individual can always take you to a victory. Uh, but, um, you know, full house, great conditions. Uh, a, a game that probably to a certain extent meant nothing because New Zealand has already cleaned up the series. Now they probably want to go for a whitewash. And they must have thought Pakistan batting first uh, on this occasion with uh, Rizwan getting 90 of 63, that 159 was going to be a difficult target. And when you're 20 for three in the first uh, three or four overs, um, you are in all sorts of trouble. But, you know, they came out of it and uh, batted splendidly, particularly the efforts of Mitchell, who we expect to do the business, and Phillips, who we're starting to expect to do the business for us, put together a 139-run stand. Uh, you know, entertaining stuff in front of a full house. How how can you question the credibility of Andy oh, I think he's winding me up, Jamie Warren. He's setting oh. that up, but it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I, I'm running for it. Look, And you look at the size of that ground, and... I suppose for T20, something smaller, they might rain down more boundaries and sixes, but they were still there to be hit. But when you take that into account, yes, it's it's understandable that maybe some bowlers don't get taken to as much as others. But explain Mitch Santner to me. Four overs, 23 runs, no boundaries hit off him, off a tweaker. That's astonishing bowling. He's getting going from strength to strength, this character, isn't he? Well, you know, he's got to come into consideration, I think, for the test side as well, because he does have uh, a couple of good deliveries that uh, he mixes into his uh, repertoire. And, uh, you know, the first game he played, he went for uh, 40-odd, I think, and he may have been recovering from the COVID, which obviously is uh, creating a little bit of turmoil within the camp, having to isolate uh, players at various stages. But he continues to bowl in the white ball game at the same standard that he's managed to hold over a period of time. And you you look back to a recent World Cup and other events, uh, he, he's a remarkable left-arm spinner. And he's got, uh, you know, two particularly uh, controlling deliveries that uh, and the changes of pace that batsmen seem difficult um, to, to go after. Um, Rizwan tried and, you know, 90 not out from the 63 balls. He showed once again that he could be a match winner. But they don't have uh, others in their rank. Uh, they they seem to be short at the top of the order. And if we, you get Baba and Fakar early, then they're not going to put the big totals together. So, you know, Santner again doing a great job, as did uh, the uh, other bowlers. Milne went for a few. Uh, but Henry, four overs, 232. Even better than Santner in terms of figures. Yeah, we gave it to Richie Benno, the chief of 22, did Matt Henry. 158 <laughs> for five is what uh, the Pakistan team put together. Uh, it's chased down uh, 18 overs and one delivery, 159 for three. Uh, just back to that again, you mentioned Adam Milne. Look, 
I really enjoyed a fully fit Adam Milne and what he's contributed to the side so far. And I was reveling in that until he gave it to Daryl Tuffy in his last over, uh, three consecutive sixes and a handful of wides. It's, it's kind of a result like that you'd rather not think about, but that, that could have been key. It turned out it wasn't in the final upshot. How do you walk from something like that? I suppose you just package it, deliver it somewhere else and forget it ever happened, right? Yeah, I think that's the way you have to do it. I mean, that was uh, the 18th, 19th over of the innings, and that happens. That's the format of uh, this game, and it can turn around in the space of one over, and 20-odd uh, runs coming from the, the bowler can often uh, just turn things your way. But, you know, you're right about Adam Milne because too often he's been injured. You know, he's played a game here and then been injured in the game there. And, uh, the interesting thing from this series is not only Milne, but another guy who's been injured and has had a couple of games early on is Ben Sears, who to me is starting to look like a consistent bowler. You want these players to perform consistently, but be available consistently as well. And uh, hopefully those players have been able to work through their injury issues and New Zealand will have them because we're getting to a stage where we start to need uh, some of these new young fast bowlers, uh, a rook playing for Canterbury is, is doing the business. And, you know, um, Southie, Bolt, Henry, Wagner, not going to be around forever. You know, Bolt we can't rely on. Wagner's getting a little bit older. Southie's still doing the, the job. But, you know, we need these bowlers. And Adam Mill, whether or not he's uh, test match material at the moment, it's hard to know, but he's certainly doing well in the white ball game. And to look towards Finn Allen, and I, I hasten to add, there's actually two words in that, not Finn Allen, Sorry, I just keep hearing Finn Allen. It drives me nuts. He didn't do much. A couple of boundaries. Look, he's been in superb touch right now. I suppose in T20, the way he approaches the game, you're going to get that. And I get the feeling that he doesn't mind so much. He's been given the license to have a crack. It was a pretty unfortunate way to be dismissed at the hands of uh, Shane Shah Afridi. Uh, but still, not a disappointment. It's just the way it is right in T20. Yeah, that can happen. And you're right. He's been given the free license to, to play that way. And uh, it doesn't always work. You know, no batsman is always going to come off playing that way. But I sense that we're starting to see uh, a little bit of um, a balance in the way he's playing the game. He's not constantly going after balls that he shouldn't go after. There's a bit of discipline there, but he is still able to score at a strike rate in excess of uh, 100 most times he goes out to bat. And if you can get that consistency factor in terms of his performance, you'll get it in terms of his scores as well. And, uh, you know, that's what we've got to look for over upcoming games because there's a T20 championship coming up in uh, the Caribbean and, and the USA in the middle of the year. I'll put the mockers on them right now. They've got to be quids in to win this, don't they? The way they're performing with the amount of talent they've got. There it is. I've just cursed the entire team. I'm really yeah. sorry about it. I can't help it. And I think, Brian, just one last thing before we go. The best thing possibly that could have happened to Finn Allen was getting dumped from the national side. I think he went back and went, okay, I love my taste. I need more. I've really got to concentrate. I can't just turn up there and smash the ball all over the place. I need to really focus on what I'm good at and make that work. I think that was not the making of him, but definitely a huge step in his progression as a young bat. Yeah, I think one of the initial uh, things, though, was the fact that he made a change from Auckland to Wellington for a period of time. He worked in Wellington uh, where Bruce Edgar is is the head of things, and he's gone back to Auckland now, and he's matured his game. And uh, I think we will see more from him in in terms of uh, what he's able to do. I'm not quite uh, capable of going as far as you, giving the... uh, 
New Zealanders winning option in this at uh, the moment in terms of the, the World Cup. But, you know, it gives you confidence to see them playing the game and the players you expect to be performing are performing and uh, they will go with confidence as they do to every event that uh, features white ball cricket. Never a chore, Mr Waddle. Thanks so much for your time. You have a terrific weekend and I expect you'll be in front of Delhi come one o'clock tomorrow for the fifth and final T20 uh, down at Hagley Over. Tell me that's what you're going to be doing. I will be doing that. The other thing I want to be watching too is the Under-19 World Cup because our team starts their matches and I think they're going to be live on Sky and I'm interested to see because we missed the last Under-19 World Cup and it's going to be a real challenge for our players but it's great to have that on TV as I understand so there's plenty of cricket still to watch Indeed, looking forward to it, it's the summer of those lazy, hazy, crazy days of Brian Waddle there, 17 after 8. For more from the All Sport Breakfast with Darcy Waltergrave listen live to Newstalk ZB on Saturday mornings or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio